0: podcasting from inside the stash. I'm Jenny. I'm Nicole. And this is Stash and Burr. Hello Jenny. Hello Nicole. How are you?
1: I'm great.
0: I believe we're both knitting
1: socks. socks. What? (laughs) What? (laughs)
0: <laughs> Needle sound What are you knitting? What socks are you
1: knitting? I am slowly trying to slog through my UFOs mm-hmm. And so this is a pair of socks I started Probably over a year ago With some Shellridge Farms mm-hmm. And it's just I had started or Maybe it wasn't a year ago But I wanted to try the toe up socks Because I had two balls of this Shellridge Mm-hmm. And so I knit the first sock, and then by the time I got to the leg, I was like, there's no way I'm going to use up this whole ball of yarn on this one sock. Like, I just wanted to poke my eyeballs out because it was, like, just a stockinette sock. And right. it was going to end up being, like, a knee-high. <laughs> so, um, so then for the second sock, I was like, screw it. I'll just cast on from the top down. And so uh-huh. that's what I'm doing. Oh, so I'm each. on the second sock, and I'm so- on the...
0: So you did a garter, Foot. a garter stitch heel Short on both bro of them. Heel, yeah. The garter, yeah. So garter stitch, so you do not have to worry about the wraps. Yes, um, Which is my favorite method now.
1: Is the are these for you? Um, they are. They're a little. They're, uh, one other one I made was a little big, so I might give them to my neighbor. Oh, okay. sure. tried them on, and they fit. And your neighbor's. Uh, I was listening to an old podcast of ours, and you gave her something. I gave her my must. Oh have yeah, cardigan. your must-have
0: cardigan. I was thinking. Like, <laughs>
1: Although <laughs> it's it. it doesn't fit her right either. I'm so mad about that cardigan, because that was such great yarn. What was that, the Acormo? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it really sucks when you're using, like, great yarn. You enjoy knitting the whole thing, because I, I love knitting the cables and everything, and then the finished product is just disappointing. Yeah, yeah. That is bad. Yeah, we, both,
0: we we have a lot... Not a lot of sweaters that way, but I can, I can think of other sweaters where I thought, ugh. Oh. And some people are really good, and they'll just...
1: Rivet. Frog
0: the yarn and oh, start again. But you know, some of that, like, one sweater I can think of was knit for me, was knit in Malabrigo Twist. Mm-hmm. And you can't frog and start over with Malabrigo Twist. Like, once it's knit, it's done because that is a pilling machine. You mm-hmm. know, it's just basically a sweater in that yarn is made, is born to pill. That was a disappointing sweater as well. And you knit yours in Toots? Uh, toots. Yeah. I know, we're both avoiding avoiding the name (laughs) of that sweater. You can look it up in our revelry projects if you want. Um, So, I am also knitting socks. Crazy. Um, I'm knitting a pair of socks for my brother. Um, My brother is one of the millions of New Yorkers who is affected by Superstorm Sandy. Sandy. I don't mean to make a joke about it, except that the name is driving me crazy. Like, I'm like, can we just give it, like, a name that has some sort of respect sound it sounds like it sounds like i don't know anyway so my brother lost a lot of stuff in superstorm sandy and he as he was emptying out his basement um texted me and said he was wearing a pair of my handmade socks and so of course i was like i can't do anything from the other side of the country except i can make him a pair of socks so i pulled out this beautiful skein or two skeins of shibui sock in the
1: colorway tweed. I love that color. It's it's a very manly shibui color. Right?
0: And it's subdued, but it's variegated. So yeah. it's like um, a dusty blue and then a darker dusty gray blue. And then brown. And then brown and then an olive. Yeah. And I looked up a bunch of FO socks on Ravelry to see what people knit. And they all look really pretty handsome. So I chose a Nancy Bush pattern from Knitting Vintage Socks. It's gentleman's sock in railway stitch, um, which is just a very kind
1: I think of. I knit Harold that pair of socks. Yeah, it's a, yeah. a
0: broken rib, so it's a
1: it's like a good textured pattern. Yeah, it's
0: knit one, purl one, knit one, purl two for two rows, and you knit a knit a plain row, and then you you right. switch around where the two pearls are. Um, so it breaks up I think the color repeats a little bit Mm -hmm. but I just I don't get these patterns they she has you cast on so many stitches I remember when I knit the lozenge pattern socks for John and what is the I gotta see if I can find in here what the cast on is whatever it was I remember casting it on and knitting like an inch and ripping it out and then casting on fewer stitches and knitting an inch and and ripping it out and it's Let me get there. Well, I'll just say for this pattern, she has you cast on 81 stitches. Now, somewhat to her defense, there is calf shaping, which I think think for some men, they would need calf shaping. I don't think my brother and certainly my husband need calf shaping. Men's calves do not tend to be as shapely, and so
1: I just skipping it i just end up making a shorter leg because i get so right. bored after a while and a
0: shorter leg you know again some men don't wear the shorter leg socks but um but like
1: their pants are covering the right sock. Anyway. absolutely
0: absolutely and um this is a oh not lozenge pattern i'm sorry it's not that one it is now i'm gonna have to flip through the book the one i made for john is not that one. Oh, i actually like this one too the um Gentleman's half hosen Ringwood pattern.
1: Yeah, it's kind of like a, a thermal. Mm-hmm.
0: Pattern. It's a thermal pattern. It looks really cozy. Um, there are actually some really beautiful sock patterns in here, but I do think generally they all need to be adjusted in order. It's this one, gentleman's fancy sock. Oh, yeah. Is the one that I made for John, and it's um, I did
1: this for Harold too. This is a what do you, what is this called? Like a broken rib? It's like a. No, oh, they'll say what the pattern is they like are. these offset hexagons.
2: Yeah,
0: and it's a, a really, but I remember, okay, so the cast on for this, she's having you knit it in on um, zeros, cast on 80. I think I ended up casting on 64.
1: Um, I can't bear to cast on anything on size zero needles either. Right,
0: and cast it on, you know what I actually ended up doing was casting on, using Judy's magic cast on? Mm-hmm. Yes, Judy's magic cast on. Not Jenny's, surprisingly, shorty bond off. Because I thought I would just start with the pattern Uh and see if, instead of going through the rib and then finding out that I had too few stitches or or too many stitches, I would knit a little bit in pattern and then um, if it was not going the right way, I would start again. So for the body, I'm using 2.5s and then for the ribbing, I'll use 2.25s. I would use 2.75s except for last year when I was dating socks. Those are the, the needles I lost. I lost two sets of 2.75.
2: Aww.
0: Circular needles when I left my sock at the movies, I think. Or it fell out of the car. That I don't know. Sucks. It does. So, yeah. So, I just started these last night. I love the Judy's um, Magic Cast On. It makes me so happy when I do it. <laughs> so, I figure I'll just go back and do the ribbing.
1: Right. Later. Um... So you have 66. I think that'll be fine.
0: Yeah. sixty. Actually, it's a five-stitch repeat, so I must have 65. 65. Yeah. I think it will be fine as well. Um, And because um, I'm not knitting them on size zero on 2.5 instead, I think they'll be a little stretchier.
1: I feel like for Harold socks, the most I've ever cast on is 72, and that's when I was using trekking, Mm -hmm. which is like super thin, and um, I was using pretty small needles.
0: Yeah, I mean, I always assume that the base yarn for Shibui and the base yarn for Koigu are the same. Yeah. Do you? It looks the same,
1: too. It
0: looks very much the same. Yeah. I have to say, okay, so I'm knitting my first pair of socks, and who knows how long... And I then today I went into Article Park. I swear to God, because my kid wanted to play with the toys there. <laughs> we
1: had uh-huh. we had gone there on
0: Halloween, and he wanted to stay. Instead, after we trick or treated, he's like, "Look at these toys!" And so I said, oh, "We'll come back here." And we were up there, so we went in there, and I looked around, and Koi is one of their staff picks, and there was this amazing, like bright, like tomato orangey mm-hmm. red, and um, and this vibrant, vibrant uh, Stash and Burn teal. Like, not just like a subdued version of it, but like, bingo! And they look so good together, and I was like, wow. Striped socks and those two yarns, those two colors would be great. Except for that, A, I would want somebody else to knit them, or B, I would just rather have a self-striping yarn that had those two colors so I right. didn't have to deal with it. But they were really gorgeous together. And then the other thing I saw there that I did not buy was... um this mad tosh dk
2: mm-hmm.
0: and and it was again it's actually called tomato so it's like a bright orangey red bright ready orange more like that's more orange i think um because i still want to knit Adriana sweater but i all that gauge swatching i was doing during that i talked about on the last podcast mm-hmm. was sort of a fail so I had swatched some Shellridge W, no, not W4, DK mm-hmm. um, for the Grow Old With You slash me, I can't remember, um, cardigan, mm-hmm. a little boy's cardigan. Um, but the, um, I couldn't get, it used to have 20 stitches per inch and I was getting 21 and 21 was too loose. loose. Like it was, I was going to have to, for me to like that fabric, it would have to be 22 or 23. Right. So I just put that aside. I don't know though if on Mad Tosh DK, if I would be able to get twenty that I you know twenty stitches over four that I liked. Maybe I on vintage, vintage I the smallest I can get on vintage is eighteen. So there's, sure. there's an in between, right? No, I think that is. I think DK is the one, oh. and the original pattern is knit in. Cascade Superwash and so that? I actually looked at Superwash, Cascade Superwash next to Madtosh DK and I felt like the Madtosh DK was just comparable I think it could work Um, so I don't know if I will dive in I do have to go up there again tomorrow <laughs> for something so we'll see <laughs> if I resist that and then I had swatched the Chalet Sweater by Cecily Glowick McDonald and uh-huh. I swatched that in Ming and I did not like the fabric at the gauge. The gauge, I believe, is 19 over 4. And the gauge that I liked is 20.5 stitches
1: <laughs> over 4. So I think I might still do it. So do if it. you, like, spec it out... For mm-hmm. your measurements Do right. any of the stitch counts in the pattern come close?
0: What I think I would do yeah, Maybe if I made the medium I would end up getting something with a 35-ish, 35 and a half bust uh-huh. Which is a little small But I think this is a sweater that could It has no shaping mm-hmm. so And it's a deep v-neck So I feel like the bust measurement is not as important That my my bust is slightly bigger than 35 and a half right. I don't think would be an issue Right but then I started thinking, do I want to add waist shaping? And if you look at the pattern, which I actually bought, if you look at the the FO um, that she has, it's there's not much body to shape before the V starts. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it would be best just to do something that's 35 all the way up.
1: Or something a little bigger at the bottom and then... Decrease towards the 35. Right,
0: yeah, or that. I don't, I'm not sure what would be best, and there's only a few other FOs. I think there's only.
1: I always few. like to give my hips a, but several how, extra
0: inches. Look how short it is. That's <laughs> it the is other very thing. Short. So yeah. it's uh, it's 12 inches, no matter what size you knit, it's 12 inches. Um, and I don't, you know, we were talking about the cropped, and actually, I read something, and I posted about this on our boards, about, like, you know, women in their 30s into their 40s, like, how to dress. And one of the things someone said was to wear short over long over skinny. So, like, a shorter sweater over a longer shirt mm-hmm. over slimming pants, right? So, um, I don't... If 12 inches on me is actually okay because mm-hmm. I'm small. I have a short torso. So, 12 inches hits just above my hip
2: mm-hmm.
0: so it's not my widest point mm-hmm. so I'm not sure I, I'm not even sure I would need that much extra right there right. Um, and I also think that it's something that's going to stretch a lot because of the silk content right over time so I might want to make it to the smaller size but do I want to add shaping and then I remembered something you said about not liking sideways shaping so I wanted you to talk a little bit about other kinds of waist shaping Um, bust art shaping. Right. So how have you, tell tell me a little bit. And what sweater have you done that on?
1: I did that on, um, the grapevine pullover. Okay. And I think I did it on... What else did I do that on? I forgot. But it looked great on that grapevine pullover. Mm -hmm. Basically, instead of shaping at the sides, Mm -hmm. you're shaping, um... At two points, like, in the fronts. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So you're, like, decreasing on either side of that one point or increasing on either side of that one point. And I feel like it pulls in at a place on your body where you want it to pull in. Right, as opposed to
0: making a really weird side shape. Exactly. Yeah. So that sweater that we're not naming that neither of us like very much and we both knit... (laughs) Part of the problem is that it is this side-shaping. And it's extreme It's very extreme. Right. So, like, you take it off, and it's still in that shape. And
1: you're like, and you're what? like it,
0: Right. And that sweater, I think, could have benefited from bust darts bus instead of being side-shaped. Yeah. Um, and I think that's something, as I have been doing more sewing, I'm learning about, like, what's more flattering on the body. And I mm-hmm. think, in general, that for most of our shapes, that that bust shaping shaping in the front of our body or on the back like the darts that you would see in a commercial skirt Mm -hmm. or a commercial blouse are always going to go along those lines and not come in on your side because when you make a pattern where you add or subtract the space is is really never on the side and that is really something that i've learned and has been helpful because when i used to try to throw together skirts for myself i would just cut two kind of shapely triangle rectangle sort of pieces uh-huh. right and then if it was too big i would just take it in at the sides and it never fit right and right. and so i started reading about um, slashing which is in a term in pattern making where you kind of make the basic shape of your body and then instead of adding width on the sides you slash it from the waist down and you open up the whole pattern to right. to give yourself fabric in the center, and I think that that knitting could really benefit from that same concept of like slashing and bringing in. Mm-hmm. You know, like how would you replicate that with knitting? Which would be darts in the center. I was actually even reading; somebody was talking about back shaping, and I was thinking, what if I don't shape it at all in the front and do a little shaping in the back just mm-hmm. to nip it in a little bit right. at the waist? Yeah, so it's not going to be. My natural waist size. It's not going to be four inches smaller, you know, at my waist. It might just be a couple inches to create that illusion and a little bit of a bringing it in. Bring
1: in extra fabric. Bring
0: yeah. in a little extra fabric. Yeah. So it's definitely something to consider because I think that a lot of patterns that don't come with shaving, or even those that do, you can change it to be more flattering without having to change much except for where that shaping happens.
1: I also feel like, I, I think that times that I've used bust darts have been on pullovers, and mm-hmm. I feel like it really works well for that mm-hmm. style of sweater.
0: Yeah, that would be my concern with this sweater as I look at it, is
1: where to put those bust darts, because you see that yeah. the V is very deep. I think back, the back shaping is the best idea for this sweater.
0: And I was planning on knitting the sl- the the pockets in Uh instead of adding them on later. I think I will just knit them in. I think it'll look neater and I can... um, And so the only other thought is that I could do shaping under there but I just don't think that's going to work very well or within the pocket. So I think in the back I might add a couple of darts almost as soon as I get past the ribbing. But I think the idea and I might measure a sweater that I have... You know, that's always the advice you hear is measure a sweater that you really like the way it fits and I think... I don't have a sweater, like even a commercial sweater, where I'm like, I love the way this fits. Like it's always like, mm, I wish it was mm. right. <laughs> yeah. right. you know, so it just I haven't gotten to that point with any of my clothing yet. Um so so that gauge didn't work out, but I think I can I can fake it with that one. And then I've been struggling with the bells, casting on for bell. I didn't exactly get gauge, I got slightly smaller than gauge. Mm-hmm. But you do cast on for like I can't remember for my size, it's like gonna end up being like sixty-four inches around. So there's a ton of ease. Mm-hmm. So I figure the one stitch difference isn't gonna make that much of a difference. However, what's been stopping me is that you do a provisional cast on of something like over you know hundreds almost yeah, almost two hundred stitches, if cool. not two hundred stitches. And so I just haven't been motivated to provisionally cast on. Uh, two hundred stitches. I hear you. You know, it's I'm, a commitment. It is a commitment. Definitely is. So that. Oh, and then I have been So those are the three things that are sort of still out there in the ether. But I did since I saw you and I saw your simple pleasures hat. I cast on my own simple pleasures hat. Uh huh. And that is in. Um. What is this? The smaller version of of Kyoto called? Uh, not Satori. Right. Actually, let's see. Um, it's, um <laughs> why I know. am I blanking? <laughs> it's the thinner. Ver- it's the DK version of um of it's Kyoto. Not silk.
1: Is it? It is it. Suki
2: chai
0: silk. Silk. It is silk. It's the DK version of art fibers Kyoto silk. So it's sixty seventy six silk. mohair and 5% wool and I'm holding that together with a strand of Reliquary 2 from my grandmother's shawl which is 70 merino 30 silk so this is heavily silk hat and um, here I'll show it to you um The Reliquary 2 is definitely a, a lovely lavender, and the
1: sylph is oh, a slightly that. lighter
0: yeah. color, icier version it, of lavender. A little more blue.
1: It's very... it get, When it's knit together, they, they it looks... Um, has It's very complex looking. Yeah, it
0: has some... Uh, almost like an iridescence. Yeah. Because sometimes the silk comes to the
1: fore... And the silk really pops out the color.
0: And then the Reliquary 2 has a slight variation in color throughout the skein, so... Right. You really do get this new depth of color tweety. between the three, so I'm almost to the crown decreases, which is great because mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm getting running low on silk. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's 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 pretty lightweight. Mm-hmm. I mean, mostly it's silk, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's primarily silk and mohair, and a, well, it's about really? half half silk, half wool, a little bit. And a little Didn't bit you mohair. want to
1: dye in the ribbing?
0: Yeah, I was so happy when I got to the end of the ribbon. I was like measuring, <laughs> measuring, measuring. I was like, and then I went past six inches. I think it's six inches of ribbon, and then I was past. I was like, oh, I can stop. I'm done. <laughs> Ta-da. It's a miracle. It <laughs> <laughs> no, did not happen. <laughs> oh, but it's a it's a great hat. I don't know, um, if I'm gonna use it as a gift or what. But um, it's yeah, uh, it's. A lot of hat though. Like I'm not really sure I needed to do six inches of ribbing. I think you could kind of get away with maybe four inches of ribbing, and then the hat because because you could fold it up past you know yeah you could fold it up past past right. It doesn't have to be doubled over ribbing right.
1: So in the in the um, original pattern, I think that the um, that ribbed band is only knit in cash in the cashmere. It's not knit. It's not the mohair is not held until you get to the body of the hat. I thought in the original
0: it was two cashmere and one mohair, and then when you get to the body of the hat, you drop one of the cashmere's.
1: No, it's it, you double the cashmere for the ribbing, oh, I never and then understood. once you get to the body, you add the mohair and drop a strand of the cashmere.
0: Got it.
1: So the, the itchiness the body is not of the hat ears. exactly, is um. Thinner and lighter, uh-huh. and then the band is very it's heavy, soft. soft
0: and heavy. Got yeah. it. Oh, well, I like my version too. Yeah, I your, think this, your version's beautiful. It's a uh, really—I mean, the shape of the hat is pretty conventional, mm-hmm. but just it kind of gave me the idea to hold to. And the the sylph is the rescued yarn that I bought at Goodwill a couple of summers ago. And the Reliquary 2 is leftover, so I feel like, oh, this is some nice I'm first of all, I'm stash busting for somebody who abandoned their yarn <laughs> well, I'm not sure how good of idea that is. Um especially since and I, I have you know, I was thinking about it. I still have really bought very little yarn this year. And I did my stitches um haul and then I did um I bought that sock yarn for my Teeny tiny mochi mochi, and, and that skein of yarn that I bought for my boss's shawl, which she wore to work the other day. Nice. And she wore it with the shirt that inspired me to find the right color, and they are an exact match. Like, it was huh. really, like, it was amazing. I was like, I really got that.
1: Um, you hit that out of the park, man.
0: It was also nice because I got an email from Judy Marples that almost like I think the same day as my boss had worn it. So I was able to tell her. You know, what a great knit it was, and that my boss said she was getting all these compliments, so, oop. Sorry about that. That was my brother and my mom calling from New York on FaceTime, so I <laughs> thought I would stop and see how things were going, and my brother seems like he's in remarkably good spirits for someone who lost half of his home. No. So, you know, what are you going to do, right? What are you going to do? Mother Nature. Um, so, <laughs> back to the knitting. Um Alright I've talked about What I've been knitting What I haven't been knitting Besides your socks Have you been knitting anything?
1: I have I finished that February baby sweater Out mm-hmm. of that socks that STR Hmm. Um I ha- still have to seam up The The sleeves But that is done
0: mm-hmm. I
1: also made A Boz relief hat Out of I some Bambooza You like that pattern I do You've knit it a few times I think I yeah. Well it's out of a bulky yarn It goes really it fast It goes pretty fast Yeah And um So, I made that for a friend. And then I also, for the same friend, started. Oh, I made a Oh, Yeah. I got to like the top and I was totally running out of yarn. And so I had to like accelerate the decreases.
2: So so instead of like.
1: Yeah, it's too short. I had to leave out one cable, you know, Mm -hmm. repeat and shorten all the decreases. So now it's not going to fit her. Mm. It's kind of upsetting. So.
0: And you were knitting it in Calmer, which is what it calls yeah, for. And one it calls a ball of Calmer. Interesting. I
1: don't know what happened.
0: Uh-huh. If it's a short ball of Calmer
2: or
1: you were knitting. Or I wonder that, like, if the, I wonder if the yardage of Calmer has changed since the pattern came out. Hmm. I never know what's
0: going on with Calmer. I always think that it's a discontinued yarn, but it still <laughs> seems
1: to be around. I mean, it is the stretchiest cotton you will ever find. That mm-hmm. little bit of acrylic really gives it... A lot of... Makes it a lot more pleasant to knit. mm mm-hmm. um, And I was like, oh, this, this shadir is going so much better than the last shadir I made, which like took like four years to finish because mm-hmm. it was just like... I just wasn't into it. But then, in the end, it was disappointing. Oh, that's a bummer. And then I started... So to make up for that hat disappointment, I started... Um, a Felicity out of some old Pigeon Roof superwash.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, I just saw... I've never seen being a Pigeon Roof that her wool, silk, Aran weight... Oh, the Bacchus. Bacchus. And they have a little bit of it at Article Pratt and there is this gorgeous, gorgeous purple colour. And at one point there were like five skeins of it, now there's just one. And the last couple times I've gone in there, I'm like, what would I do with one skein of this? And it's a, it's a good yardage. It's like I wanna say hundred and sixty ish. Um, but again, what do I what you do I need, need more yarn? But what, what, what do I need more yarn for?
1: Um, yeah, I kind of have to stop um, pattern shopping because it just makes me want yarn and yardages that I don't already own, or in gauges you don't already own. Yeah, and so I feel like I just have to like look at the yarn I have and then pattern shop for that. You know?
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's well, hard to do. That that is sort of what I thought I was a little bit doing with right. those. The this watching fever I had last right. time. But it, it didn't quite work out the way I intended. Right. Um, I have... I've been, I've been sort of shopping for types of patterns. So lately, I've been looking at a lot of mitts. Mm-hmm. And actually, one thing I've been looking at is as mitts for kids mm-hmm. in particular. Because um, I s- expect that it will get cold at some point. Um, but... Maybe. Maybe um and they at Adrian's um play school they play outside a lot and the other day I came over oh my god it was so funny Jenny (laughs) this one girl um she just kept taking um cups full of water and pouring them on her to see if her raincoat worked because she had her raincoat, but it hadn't been raining. She's like, I want to see if my raincoat works. So she was pouring water on herself. Of course, like she was probably fine in the core of her body, but her pants and her socks and her shoes were totally soaking wet. So I was thinking about knitting a few pairs of little mitts that they could just keep for all the kids there. That's Um, cool. And it would um, use like little bits of yarn. So, But of course I had to look at a million different patterns. And there's there's a lot of nice ones and see and many of which I think are free, um, and I looked in a variety of yarn weights. So if you're interested in looking at them, you can look at my favorites. And um, there's a, they're tagged mitts toddler, but um, there's some that are in bulky and some that are in DK and oh this one that has the little um, it's called Ruru and it's got the owl. Cable, cable in it Which yeah. I thought was really cute And um, I think the ones that I would knit though For the school would probably just be something Without a thumb mm-hmm. Just something that goes straight up in the right. hole for the thumb And then keep going Just something super easy right. and straightforward That I could, whip, could out. whip out a few of those in maybe a heavier yarn And I was even thinking just like Going through my scraps And just having scrappy ones too And then I'm still looking for a, The right pattern And again, I should just go in, find the yarn that I want to use in my stash to make um, fingerless gloves for the librarian Mm -hmm. who um, does the story time at our library Mm -hmm. because she's awesome. Um, So I've been looking at a lot of fingerless gloves. um, And I had started the thread for our next giveaway, which doesn't close until next weekend. So we won't be announcing the winner on this podcast. Um, So you still have time, hopefully, if I get this up before November 10th. for people's favorite accessories. And so I've been, of course, going through those and adding people's right. favorite accessories. But I think my, I, I think cowls and fingerless gloves are the, the two for me. But um, a lot of people have some pretty interesting, elaborate choices. <laughs> um, and then um, a couple little things that I just, I guess I just, that's so funny. I was looking at this, the Miriam Cardi. Mm-hmm yesterday, and I didn't even realize I had favorited it like a week and a half ago. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, this is a cute cardigan by, it's uh, in Quinson Company Chickadee. That's right. This is a, in a sport weight. And it's a Carrie Bostick Hodge sweater. It's very simple, but again, it's, I'm looking at it these like... It's
1: the crop long shirt. Mm-hmm. Look, right? Uh, yes. yes.
0: And so, and it's open in the front, and mm-hmm. it's very simple. It's a big garter stitch Shawl collar and a big garter stitch band at the bottom, Mm -hmm. and I believe it's knit. It's a top-down raglan. Yeah, it's and it's got slim fitting arms, which I really like, and then kind of a boxy body. Um, it's been out. Oh, it's been out for almost a year. I was wondering why there were 131 of them, and it's knit in sport weight, which is something I think that comes up a lot. That the lighter weight yarns are kind of the better sweaters in the long run, right? So, that is a pattern that I've been checking out. And then I just saw this. This came from listening to the most recent episode of Double Knit Podcast, The Latte Baby Coat.
1: Oh,
0: How cute is that? Cute.
1: That is very cute.
0: And it's a, it's a bulk, it's a knit and bulky. So, this version is in Cascade Wool, And, of course, I'm like, oh, that's going to be too itchy for Adrian. But then, right. today at Article Prague, I felt this kid's sweater knit in Wool. It wasn't that bad.
1: But I yeah. think the other sweater you made him wasn't that bad. I know. So I know. I think you have to go. I know. Air on the side of softness.
0: Yeah, what's a good bulky? Hmm. That's not well. You know what I have is I have a I have a vin, vintage. Um,
1: what about the Plymouth Superwash bulky?
0: Uh, oh, they have a bulky version. I think there's
1: a bulky oh. version.
0: Well, or um, it's not all. It's not that much wool content. But um, what about
1: Malabrigo?
0: Okay. No, I'm not that I can't spend that much money on a sweater my kid's not going to wear I was thinking Barocco Vintage oh yeah, um, because it's affordable and I already have I want to say I have two skeins, I can't remember if I have two skeins of the purple or two skeins of the gray Um, so I would just have to augment that, trying to see how many, how much it would take for the two, three it's saying About five hundred yards. Oh, it's just one skein of Cascade Eco. Oh, come on, Adrian, buck up, little camper. (laughs) (laughs) You can do it. Um, but it's cute. It's a a it looks like a top down raglan uh, with a nice fitting hood that doesn't seem like too ginormous, uh, with a cable that goes along the front and then little patch pockets super cute oh it's double breasted so you can do these little double breasted lots of cute buttons yeah have you been have you favorited
1: anything lately
0: i must have but i don't remember what it was new favorites yeah um you know on the uh, just one more row podcast they always call it new in the queue but i jenny has five things in her queue let's see what they are and how long they've been there
1: they've been there forever See, curry cable cardigan. I still want to make that. The OG tunic. Still want to make that. Diamond tunic. Gave up on that.
0: Indigo dandy. And stripes go round. Okay, I know all these... What let's... is
2: indigo dandy? <laughs>
1: I don't you cute not You cute it in 2010. Oh my God. It is a cow. Oh, it's like a bandana cowl. Mm-hmm. Cute. See, I was before my time. You were.
0: You were ahead of the... You were really a vanguard in that respect. <laughs> That's so funny. Um so what's Jenny what's new in Jenny's favorites oh that's cute
1: uh, big snowy owl like yeah, stuffy yeah pattern I like that um mind of winter pattern Adiri
0: I like it too I saw it it was one of the um, sponsors or Mary Heather and um, Jess favorites I can't remember um this yeah this is uh it has a
1: lot of pattern
0: julia trice yeah it's a nice uh it's like a cable lace patterning pullover like a scoop neck this yeah scoop neck but with this interesting round uh, band across the top that's fairly deep Mm -hmm. so like if you did not have the that if you just where you end the pattern you would have something that almost goes shoulder to shoulder right and then the neckline brings it in the, the collar brings it in it's interesting that you put oblique on here as recently
1: as, yeah, last week. Last week, I was I was going um, through like a Veronique Avery. I love Veronique Avery thing, like last week. This this is a great sweater. I still I'm, love it. Oh, I
0: love the sweater. Yeah, yeah, this is a, from Nitty Fall two thousand seven. So wow, a long time ago. I
1: mean, it lo- that looks like a sweater that you could wear like constantly. It's a very
0: flattering sweater. It is. Um, it has. Uh, Yarn over patterning mm-hmm. that goes in a diagonal line, so it adds a really nice illusion of shaping. And there's a nice center on the back uh, lace panel, and um, something. It's in an Aran weight yarn um, that you could probably find something in your stash. And I love <laughs> this is. It's interesting you because think, you would think, you right? Would think. Yeah, this is kind of going antithetical to what you were saying. Huh? Yeah.
1: Uh, what's Grandview?
0: Grandview is another Erin sweater. Yeah, I uh, like that. Yeah, Jenny and her cables, man. Oh, that's really pretty. Yeah, and this is in a natural gray Romney DK. That it's like has a set-in
1: a, sleeve Erin. Yeah, it's which a is nice. Very it's, flattering. Yeah, and
0: well, it looks like a really kind of negative ease. Yeah, so it's fitted, and the yarn up close is freaking gorgeous. Look at that. Yeah, looks so soft and fuzzy. There might also even be some shaping. I can't really tell if it's just negative ease. Also, the picture has lambs and sheep in it. Oh my gosh. These, you have to see this to believe how cute it is. Yeah. Um, I want that. Um, as Jenny was coming over today, I was attempting to buy the new issue of Knit Scene mm-hmm. off of the Internet Weave website um, as a PDF. Because you can, mm-hmm. first of all, and it's a way to not take up space. And
1: honestly, I like, have a feeling you might be able to buy that magazine on Zinio as well. Yeah,
0: but I don't. I don't think you can print as easily from Zinio. Right. And, you would just be
1: have, have to look at it. And
0: I would only iPad. be able to look at it on my iPad. Or if it's a PDF, I can look at it on my iPad. I can look at it on my computer. I can easily print out pages. Yeah,
1: and you need so much on transit that you don't want to be whipping out your iPad. No, I
0: don't, yeah. I don't like even carrying my iPad because... Somebody totally made fun of me of this. I'm like, I don't need the extra weight. They're like, it's like a pound and a half. And I'm like, it's still extra weight. When you are on public transportation and you're carrying your lunch and you're knitting, you don't also need to carry your iPad. Yeah. Anything so, you can. Anything out. I can chuck. So, um, yeah, I think that the PDF version just would be something I would like better. So that's, yeah, that's my... Um, I was trying to do that because I think it's a really great issue. And we often I usually say, like knit, scene. I usually like knit scene a lot. Um, but there were a couple of things that I immediately gravitated to. And one of them was this sideways shawl, uh, sideways shawls. I'm not really getting why, why it's plural. That? I'm not sure. I guess we'd have to see the magazine. Um, Are there multiple ones? Well, there is another one. But it has a different name. It's called Sideways Ripples Shawl. Um, wait a minute. Are they the same? No, they're different, right? So th- this is to describe it. It's a two-color shawl. Um, and, and one side looks like a bullseye. Yeah, one side looks like a bullseye and the other one just looks like stripes. But it, they kind of line up in this really interesting way. It's really cool. And it's one of those two-color shawls so you can get two uh, big uh skeins of uh, sock yarn possibly to do that. And actually it says sport. It's sport weight, but I mean you can Or DK. You could also do it easily in Or sock. In sock. Um so I love that. And then the same designer I think has yeah, a second one. Oh called Merging Ripple Shawl. Um so a similar idea of short rowing and making uh the thicker lines it's um, more like
1: a half circle shape. Well, and it changes one colors.
0: One I think they are, but look yeah. how it changes colors. So like oh, one side yeah. the it's it's one like one color is thicker and the other color is thinner and then it flips. So I love that. Um and then there's like some other cute things in here. Um It is. I like the cover sweater, even though it's knit and bulky. I think it's a twinkle pattern. Is that true?
1: So it's like super it's bulky? In, um,
0: maybe it's not. It, no, it's in Plymouth Yarn Hacienda, but Hacienda, but that is a super bulky. But it is um, like a lace pattern, shawl collar, v neck, cute sweater. Um, fitted which would be this sweater would be terrible on me i don't know what i'm thinking fitted and bulky <laughs> it's not good for me
1: um I like, I like farmstead
0: i like farmstead which is a amy gunderson pattern it's a long long um open raglan open, open with lace, lace and some ribbing on the front that and i like the way it closes it looks it's, like it
1: has like a shoulder pleat but is that just the photo
0: no Can't really tell, but yeah, I see what you mean. I think it might just be the photo. Okay, because in this one, no, right, right. is this not there? Um, Ew,
1: I don't like um yarn over raglan.
0: I oh, bet you could yeah. not do that. Yeah, but I think she's trying to con- carry over the design element from the lace paneling into the raglan. I feel
1: like it always stretches out in a very unflattering way. Interesting.
0: I, you know, and I'm a little ambivalent about the raglan shaping for my body. Like, I just think I have weak shoulders, and raglan does not. It just sort of Meh. accentuates that. Exactly. Yeah. Meh. is exactly how I would put
1: it. Meh. <laughs> <laughs> Meh.
0: Um, I think I prefer the set-in sleeve. But um, still, it's. I think this is cute. And it looks uh, like, oh, it's a sport weight. It's funny. It looks much thicker. I kind of like the air Cardigan. It has a funny It's kind of hard to see. It's hard to see. It has a funny front, but it's again a, one of those open front casual throw on. Oh, it's also knit and Cascade 220. I, I love seeing that just because it's like the most basic yarn, so you can always
1: go up from there. The economy. Yeah. There's a cute pair of slippers. Look at those with a button. What does the gate pullover look like in the front?
0: This is a dolman sleeve sideways knit. Pullover. I think it's kind of cute. yeah, with like short it. sleeves. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of cute. It reminds me of some of the Japanese patterns.
1: I, lo- I feel like that kind of sweater neckline looks good on me.
0: So it's a kind of a ballet like a boat neck. boat neck yeah.
1: but um, more of an oversized boxy shape.
0: Right. Yeah, that is sort of your look. And that's in a DK, and in this case, Valley Yarns Northfield. So, again, also, a really economical yeah, yarn. Yeah. Nice. Um, I like the Lucy hat, which is a cloche with a flip-up
1: brim. I so, like that to loose pullover, but I would never make it. No, it's too... Fussy.
0: Too young for me, yeah. <laughs> but it's cute. So, there's enough in here to spring for the uh, the digital version. I think the magazine is... Six ninety nine, And um, often you can find a coupon online for 20% off of um, interweave products, um, especially, and so it's, it becomes a really good deal when it's a PDF because then you don't have to um, pay for shipping. So I like it. Yay. I I'm going to do it. And I'll report back when I have the whole PDF magazine. But I, uh, I'm curious to see.
1: When's the last time you knit from a magazine? And let's see.
0: That was the last time I did from a magazine, so... Let's see, recently completed. Let's do it this way. Nope, none of these. Not nitty, not counting nitty. Ah, here it is. The This is from a knit scene, the um, Penumbra Right, tee. right, right, right. So, like, a, a year... Well, I finished it in February of this year. So, started in May of la- the year before that. And then, let's see, before that... Yeah, I'm going back, back, back. I'm not finding anything. Hmm. I see the point you're not exactly making, but sort of making. Uh, <laughs> fiddlehead scarf, which is also from Knit Scene.
1: Right. So if you're going to knit from a magazine, most it's, likely it's, it's from gonna Knit It's going to be scene. Knit Scene, yeah. yeah.
0: That's, what it, that's what I'm getting here. Hmm. There's a cute hat in... I can't remember if it's an old Knit Scene. I think it was in... The spring issue of Knitwear, and and but that magazine's fifteen dollars, and I can't bring myself. I bought it, it,
1: but I didn't realize the price until I got to the cash and register.
0: And they're like, "Wait I was a like, second. Whoa.
2: It's
0: like buying a book. Did you buy the fall one or the spring one? Uh, the latest one. Okay, the fall one. Yeah. Um. Yeah, there's some nice stuff in there, but again, it's untested waters for me. Um, as far as having... I've never obviously knit anything from it. So right. springing for the $15 when I don't know what... You know, um, we mentioned one time we were talking, but I don't think we talked about it on the podcast, that you felt like you had a low threshold for pattern buying. Right. And now you're sort of thinking that you shouldn't shop for patterns, but shop for patterns for specific
1: yarns. Right. So do you feel like that's going to change your low threshold? Um... I don't know. I mean, right now, I have like a bin full of UFOs that I really feel like I need to commit to finish, and mm-hmm. so I feel like shopping's no fun for me, for either patterns or yarn, because I have, have these, these things, just like, I can't start anything new. Or I mean, I could, but then that would mean that nothing would get done. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have been starting like small projects, just for like immediate gifts that mm-hmm. I need to give, and that's been okay but um yeah these things are just hanging over my head <laughs> Maybe yeah someday i'll finish them
0: <laughs> i don't even know about my ufos you know what i should do remember there was that striped purple and gray striped sweater that i started for adrian and then i got so demoralized because it was super huge right i should just finish it in the super huge size and then someday it'll someday fit. it'll fit him yeah he's gonna be that big at some point <laughs>
1: Doesn't that blow your mind?
0: It does. Although, he was sitting in this chair that I bought for his first birthday. You know, his little easy chair. Uh-huh. And I remember, like, he couldn't even walk. And he would, like, crawl up and sit in there. And then I saw him sitting in there uh, last night, totally, like, maxing and relaxing. And I'm like, oh, my God, you're so big. He also sits there when... After I paint his fingernails. Like, once his fingernails are painted, I'm, I said, Oh, you gotta let them dry. And he's like, I'm a, I have to go sit in my chair. And he goes and sits in his chair with his fingers spread out. Like, seriously, like, he's, I don't think he's ever seen a manicure being done professionally, but he knows exactly what to do after he gets a manicure. It's hilarious.
1: He is awesome. <laughs> he is a cracker. up.
0: Um, I have been doing a lot of sewing. I could do a little update on my sewing.
1: I said my Halloween costume. What was your Halloween costume? Well, there's a Disney themed we had to mm-hmm. dress up like a Disney character at work and uh I did it the night before. Path of Least Resistance was Minnie Mouse. Uh-huh. So I just made Harold go get me some red polka dotted fabric mm-hmm. and some lycra for the waistband and uh-huh. like she a made skirt. skirt.
0: Cute, and then you wore like a black t-shirt.
1: And then I made him get a yeah, headband and some felt, and then I made the big ears. Oh, and cute. then I made a little bow, or a huge bow actually, out of the scraps of the red and white fabric for the the mouse mm-hmm. ears.
0: Um, because Jenny has a new job. I was gonna say, Oh yeah, were you working that night? But you weren't, because you do not night. work nights anymore. I have the schedule of a normal person <laughs> now. You're still working at the hospital,
1: but I am. I'm doing like a different job there, and so now I wear normal clothes to work. I work four days, four weekdays, no weekends, no holidays. Like I get Veterans Day off coming up. I'm like, what? (laughs) That's great. I never used to even notice what when holidays were, and now I'm like, we get Thursday and Friday off for Thanksgiving. (laughs) (laughs) Like, like, what? what? It's a miracle. Um, So I am liking that a lot. I'm good. Yeah. Yay. Um, I did not
0: dress up for Halloween, but I made Adrian's Halloween costume. He was a cow. Which
1: is is great. It looks great. I saw it.
0: Yeah, he was a cow, and we had another a hand me down. Halloween costume from some friends that was a tiger costume. And basically what I did is I laid it out as careful as I could and made a pattern mm-hmm. for a zip-up one-piece costume. And then the thing that was holding me back for a long time was the the hood. Mm-hmm. So I had to like tr- try to make a pattern from the hood. And John made horns out of paper mache um, And um, that was also scaring me because I was like, I'm going to have to cut holes in this hood. And then I realized, oh, I can just hand-sew the horns into the seams. Right. So it worked out great. And um, he wore it twice. We went out on the Saturday before Halloween to a kid's thing and then went out again on Halloween. And
1: He this, also wore it today. And then he
0: wore it today. This morning when he got up, he wanted to put on <laughs> his cow costume. I, I totally support the random dressing up of children. So
1: um,
0: I would have even said he could wear it to the park. But John's like, no, we got to put normal clothes on.
1: And I was like, oh, come on. In honor of Halloween, well, we had trick or treaters on our street for the first time ever. Uh-huh. And so I was out there with my Minnie Mouse costume. Uh-huh. And it was raining. And I was like, yeah, no kids are right. going to come trick or treating. It's totally raining. And yeah, we right. ran out of candy because I was like, I was totally wrong. I, mean, yeah. I was like trying to give out candy. Like, more than one piece per kid, because oh, yeah. I wanted to get rid of it. I know, I did the same thing. And I
0: almost ran like, out of candy. Yeah.
1: yeah, and then I was like, towards the end, I was like, oh, <laughs> oh
0: crap. <laughs> like, maybe that was
1: a bad idea. But
0: yeah, you can't predict, but that's great. That means next year you'll know,
1: and but hopefully kids will keep Harold coming. bought a giant orange bin in which we're going to store Halloween costumes from now on. Ah. Uh-huh. And I used to have a pirate hat that I wore to work for Halloween, like, last year, and I think he threw it out. Oh, just disappointing. So now there's just my Minnie Mouse costume in the bed. Yes. <laughs> but it's kind of cool to, like, just make your costume.
0: Yeah, well, then, so instead of making a costume, I made an outfit to wear for the Day of the Dead. Nice! And so, which I'm wearing again. Which I love. I had this um, this sugar skull fabric um, that I had used some of it to make a skirt for Ida, my niece, and I had a little bit left over, and what I did was I used the skirt from the rooibos pattern. Uh-huh. And so it's six panels, mm-hmm. and in two of the panels are the sugar skull. Um, if you were here, you would notice possibly that some of it is upside down because I cut it without realizing it was unidirectional. And so the sugar skulls are <laughs> facing it's... me and not uh, right side up for anybody looking at me. But um, but then I got this other fabric that is also was from a collection that had other Day of the Dead um, it totally it. goes
1: perfectly with that other with the fabric. Yeah,
0: it's great. I would do a few things differently. I definitely would make the skirt again, mm-hmm. but I would do it a little differently. I would. What I did was I cut off two inches from the bottom, and then I ended up needing to cut off two inches from the top. Uh-huh. And so, what I think I would do in the future is cut all of it from the bottom, uh-huh. and then bring it in at the waist, right? So that um, so that the line was a little bit better. Um, and that the pockets would be up further. Right. So that I wouldn't have such a change between where the pockets are. But um, it's cute. And um, it came together. And then I didn't have a pink shirt. And I didn't want to go out and try to find one. So I went to the fabric store and bought a yard of pink fabric. And laid down a shirt that I like the fit of. That's uh, really just two pieces. Like a front piece and a back piece. And it has a dolman sleeve. And I cut out two pieces and sewed it together with a zigzag stitch and sewed down the front a little bit and have a new pink shirt. Yay! Yay! I love being uh, self-reliant. And then I actually got like a pink that worked and didn't have to go match it up with the shirts I had at Target. Right. I mean, it was limited by what? They had at discount fabrics, but I was able to go in and do like precision shopping and be done in 10 minutes and right. go home and sew up the shirt the next day. Yay! Yay. So, um, we will announce the winner of the October giveaway, which was for a skein of sock yarn, as yet to be determined, I think.
1: I think, okay, so I have two prizes. Oh, okay. I have um, two skeins of Kuegu in like a light green, yellow, variegated colorway. Okay. Which is really pretty. And also two skeins of Shibui in Ooh. a green tealy kind of color shibui
0: mm, mm, koigao um all right well and then we also have the um the Judy Marples book uh Great. e-book to give away so um that giveaway will happen after November 10th and maybe if i get this podcast up um you will still have a chance to to enter that, it's there's a thread in Ravelry about your favorite accessory, either a type of accessory or a specific accessory pattern. That those are the ones I like the best because then I you get, can look them up. I can look them up and then add them to my favorites queue. So um, in the meantime, we'll talk to you sometime in the
2: relatively near future. Yay! <laughs> Alright, take care. Mrs. X expects a party every night. All up in the club. She keep a job at the library. There must be something at the lunch and keeping fruit on a tree. But something's gotta go from bad to better.